The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Get healthy and help animals. Welcome to Main Street Vegan with your host, Victoria Moran. One of the things we've been without during the pandemic is Broadway shows. But oh my goodness, the musicals from those shows of the past 50 years are so inspiring that I play them all the time just to keep my spirits up and remind myself that the sun will come out tomorrow, that I can dream the impossible dream and that I will never walk alone. And that is the spirit of today's episode of the Main Street Vegan Program. In the first episode, we're going to be speaking with a young woman who, despite a chronic illness, has gone out into the world to do amazing things to make people happy and to make the world kinder. And in the second half, we will be speaking with a yoga teacher who donates all proceeds to cancer patients and oh by the way he's 15 years old welcome everybody i'm victoria moran your host for the main street vegan program as always it is such a pleasure that you're with us If you are unfamiliar with what we do at MainStreetVegan.net, do take a look there at your leisure because you might find some things that, well, you never know, just might change your life. So my first guest today is Melissa Guzman, and she is the owner of a Caribbean food truck based out of South Florida, called Caribe Vegan. Her mission is to help people be open to veganism one dish at a time. But oh my goodness, does she have a story for how she got here? Welcome, Melissa. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It is just a pleasure. You contacted me and I very often say no to people come uh, over the transom but when I read your story and then as I started to get to know your incredible energy and your great gifts as as a a chef uh, I just I couldn't say no so I'm glad I said yes so Melissa tell us about you how did you get from where you were three years ago to where you are today 
Well, uh, to say the least, it has been a journey. (laughs) Um, So I, unfortunately, when I was about 28 years old, I started to feel immense pain in my back and just like all these random things that just were not normal with my body. It turns out that, um, you know, my walk started to get really funky. My hands started to close. And then all of a sudden my my legs started to drag. And then I went to the hospital and after, I mean, so many tests, they ended up realizing that it was multiple sclerosis, um, which is a very aggressive autoimmune illness. And so I was hospitalized within, uh, within four months, seven times. And the last, I mean, and they gave me the works. I think the last hospitalization, I had chemotherapy, all, I mean, all these things to try to save my life because I was on my way to being bedridden. And then, um, the last one I ended up being in a wheelchair, but I was still on my way to being bedridden. So, I was panicked at 28 years old. I'm in New York living a completely different, you know, like this, you know, working in the entertainment industry and just going and going and going. And then all of a sudden my life stopped and it stopped in the most dramatic and scary way. So then I started to do research and I realized that all illness pretty much derives from inflammation. And once I realized that inflammation was the cause, I was trying to figure out what caused inflammation and it's really animal products. So I went raw vegan at the time because I was still at the hospital and they didn't really understand, you know, vegan. They didn't agree with my, my, my dietary choices. So I was like, fine, just give me whatever's at the salad bar. Give me whatever, all fruits and vegetables. And then I started to realize that within a few days, my hand can move a little bit. Now, mind you, it was like shut to the point where I could not open it at all. Um, I had to chop all my hair off because I couldn't do it. So it's like, then I started to notice like my fingers would move a little bit. My foot, you know, had a little bit more strength to it. So then I kept going, just being completely vegan. And then I, I had, I was like, okay, so this is just my, my life now. I have to figure out how to, you know, add some flavor to it, make it fun. And I fell in love with it. And I'm Dominican, so I'm from the Caribbean and I just, you know, it was such a scary and painful experience for me that I just didn't want anybody else going through that. You know, my nieces, my nephews, and just anyone, even a stranger, I wouldn't wish this kind of pain on. Um, so I just veganized everything that I loved. And, you know, luckily I was able to get through a program in South Florida, get a food truck. And now it's just my mission to just help people make better choices while it's a choice and not an obligation like it was for me. Oh, that is so inspiring. So how long has it been from your diagnosis to now? About four and a half years. And when did you open the food truck? Uh, about a year now. A year oh, now. That, that is so exciting. Mm-hmm. So, so tell us, what was your stage of recovery when you opened the food truck? When I think about, well, really anything in the restaurant or, or food service industry, it just seems physically and emotionally demanding beyond most businesses. And the fact that you chose that one seems like it took so much courage. So, you know, sometimes I, I think that to myself, I'm like, okay, what sick person would then say, I'm going to go into the restaurant industry. <laughs> I trust me. I, even today, as I was like shopping and prepping and running around for the food truck this week, I'm just like, I'm, my body's exhausted. It's asking me to rest. Um, but at, at the time I, I just wanted something to do. I'm one of those people that I just, I do more harm than good when I'm idle. Um, because I was, 
I was diagnosed as uh, disabled, so they didn't want me doing anything. Um, but I just didn't, I can't sit, sit at home. I, I feel like I always have to do something, whether it's in the community or for myself. Um, so I just wanted, I just wanted to give back in some way. And I thought through food is probably just like the most intimate and fastest way to help heal people. Um, and it does have its taxing days, but I think it's honestly what made me feel better because at the stage when I started the food truck, I still had like a wobble, you know, I still wasn't a hundred percent, but through so many people of me meeting along, along this journey of me making the food truck, you know, I've discovered alkaline vegans and sea moss and all these other herbs that have actually made me feel better. And I think just the constant like drive to keep pushing is actually helping my health because I feel like you're, you're only as good as your, your mental health is. And I think that the food truck gives me purpose and that purpose drives my, helps my mental health, if that makes sense. It does. It really does. So if I happen to be in South Florida, maybe someday uh, and came <laughs> to your food truck, what would I be eating? Oh, there's so many things. So we have one of our most uh, popular dishes. It's uh, mofongo, which is like fried uh, mashed uh, plantains. And then it's, uh, so it's, so my, I, I wanted to like infuse the Caribbean worlds in one dish. So mofongo is Puerto Rican. Then there's like a, a crab cake is like a vegan crab cake, the mofongo on top. There's a chimichurri cheese sauce. Chimichurri tends to be Argentinian, but also Dominicans use it. And then there's like a Haitian pickles, which is like a spice coleslaw, uh, spicy pickled coleslaw on top. So that's like one of our most popular, popular dishes on the truck. Well, it sounds really good. Really, really good. <laughs> so you said that when you were first uh, in your healing process, you, you were raw vegan, and then you kind of transitioned away from that. So talk to me just about your view of food and healing. And if somebody's listening who maybe is dealing with a health crisis and they think, oh my gosh, I just don't know how far I can go with this, what would you tell them? It's, it's all in your mind. Honestly, I think what it comes down to is that, you know, because even when I first started, I would mess up and then like when the holidays came, I wanted to eat meat. Then I ate meat and got extremely sick and it wasn't the meat so much that I missed. Um, it was just, I wanted to be, a, a, I want, I didn't want to let go of who I was before. And I think that's the hardest thing about when people are suffering through a major health crisis. You don't want to let go of who you were before. Before I was this vibrant, healthy person. I didn't want to let her go. I didn't want to let go of that life that I had, but I had to. That's the only way I was able to heal. So it's like, you don't want to let go of that, those old habits, but I had to learn how to create new ones. I had to learn how to like, you know, I mean, everyone eats fruit, but I had to learn how to love fruit. You know, I had to learn how to love vegetables. And those are things that I just didn't, I, I did, didn't have the, I guess, either the opportunity to really do as a child, or I just didn't, I was maybe too much of a pain in the butt. And my mom just kind of like, you know what, have your, you know, your rice and beans or whatever. Um, but I had to learn how to love it. And it, I think you just have to fall in love in the, with the kitchen, you know, experimenting. I think people are too worried about getting things right. Like when it comes to a dish, as opposed to just at the end of the day, you're eating it. So you know what you like. That's the most fun part about it. So for somebody who's new to all this and maybe they're not a great cook, where would you tell them to start? 
So I would always have someone that's new to veganism is to not take it so serious and not to, to be so hard on yourself because I see the kitchen as a place to play. Um, like when I'm stressed out and I'm tired or something like that, a, a good way for me to unwind is playing in the kitchen because it's almost like an art form. You know, you, you, you get these ingredients, look at it as, as, as if you're getting these, this peppers, these broccoli, and then now you created this, this dish and it's, it's almost like a sense of art because you put all these colors and all these flavors together and it comes up and it's, it's something that tastes good and it, it's beautiful and it nourishes your body. Just always think of, you know, food as a, as a way to nourish yourself and as a and and as something fun to do as opposed to a chore so did you like to cook before yes and no um I was kind of like I'm just gonna grab some tacos or make a sandwich kind of girl because I needed to survive (laughs) so it wasn't like I really liked to cook but I think what veganism gave me um was so many more options like I was literally the most basic of basic when it came to culinary, um, you know, a culinary palate. Like I was a chicken fingers and French fries kind of girl. So when I started to eating vegan, I then realized like, hey, there's, you know, broccoli, there's asparagus, there's cauliflower, there's so many different things that I just was not exposing myself to for no reason, really. (laughs) So I think it's just important to just, you know, experiment a lot if you're new. And then also just, you know, change your surroundings like you know start following people that do have vegan blogs and like vegan instagram accounts and those kinds of things to, and they will inspire you and i'm sure that you're inspiring a whole lot of people but i'm wondering about your family I, so often the family is the last to come around and yet in your case your family has seen you Uh, largely overcome this disease that is supposed to be non-overcomable. So what, what do they say? And what do they eat? (laughs) So my mom, um, she's in and out. (laughs) Sometimes she's like all about, you know, trying my new dishes, you know, eating more vegetables. And then some weeks I catch her and she's like, no, 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 no. I, I really want, you know, my traditional Dominican, you know, dishes. My cousins um, that were there with me that seemed like the ugliest parts, like me receiving chemotherapy and losing my hair and all these things, they, um, one of them, she eats a lot healthier. She's not vegan yet, but she eats a lot healthier. And then this, the youngest one, she's completely vegan because of me. Oh, isn't that a cool feeling? Yeah, it is. It, Sometimes it's, it's just almost like, wow, that person is vegan because of me. And, you know, if I don't do another good deed for three or four days, <laughs> at least I got this right. Up. <laughs> exactly. That's so cool. So, Melissa, there are a lot of people listening to this show who are wannabe vegan entrepreneurs, and lots of them want to do something with food, and lots of them want to have a food truck. So, could you start us at the very beginning, a very good place to start? And go through some of the details, the nitty-gritty, the nuts and bolts. I know that part of it has to do with food. Part of it has to do with permits. It just seems very daunting. But you've done it, so how did it work? So it depends. It varies state by state. But I would say the first place to go is to your community. Lean on your community because that's what I did. 
I had, um, I was very fortunate enough where there's a few organizations in, um, in South Florida or, like, or organizations slash foundations that help um, entrepreneurs get started. So you can simply, I mean, everything is virtual now. So you can send an email or call and just say, hey, this is my idea. Um, how can you, you know, where do I start? Where can I, and usually they either have someone you can contact that's already done it and they can, you know, uh, do it step-by-step because step, that's what I do. Usually they call me and they're like, hey, Melissa, we have someone that wants to start a food truck. Can you guide them in the state of Florida? And, you know, usually I take the time because it is very daunting. Um, and you can make so many financial mistakes in the beginning um, if you don't know what you're doing. So start off where you are asking your community. Someone you know has a food truck. Someone you know has a meal prep service. Someone you know, a friend of a friend of a friend has like a restaurant. So always, you know, feel free to do it that way where, you know, they can save you a lot of the mistakes that they have done. Second is just, you know, figuring out what's popular in your community and then also seeing what you can, what problems you can solve. So if it's a food business, you know, see what everyone else has and try to do things a little bit differently. Um, you know, and it's always going to be differently because every person is unique, but, you know, seeing, doing some market research, having a business plan, kind of having yourself organized is really the best way to put your best foot forward. And that is applicable to lots of businesses. So thank mm -hmm. you for that. So I think a lot of people think, well, first you have a food truck, then you have a restaurant. <laughs> Do you think like that or is the food truck good? So someone, I was thinking of moving, because, you know, the the food truck, as it gets busier now, um, it's really, it's, it's exhausting. <laughs> so I was like, oh, maybe if I get into a restaurant, it will be better for me, you know, but then I, I'm in a food truck group and someone explained it to me the best way. And I will never let that go. He says a food truck, you're dating a restaurant. You will be married to it. Uh -huh. So think about if you want to marry your business right now, because you spend a lot of time dating it. But when you date it, you can break up with it and move on. When you're married to it, there's a whole bunch of paperwork. There's 20 steps to break, you know, to get a divorce and all those other things. So for me right now, I'm good with dating. <laughs> so if someone wants to come to the Caribe Vegan, and I love your, your tagline, two platanos and a dream. <laughs> uh, where where is it parked or is it in the same place all the time or does it move around so right now it's um primarily in south florida um so i i play i, I go back and forth between uh broward and um dade county which is like miami and fort lauderdale so we're right now you know things are funky with the pandemic but um i go back i'm mostly in fort lauderdale right now but i always announce where i'm at every single monday on my instagram profile um and i'm so glad that you like my two platanos in a dream it's a play on words of like two dollars in a dream because i kind of yeah. started it with nothing <laughs> so um so yeah so I'm, i always post every monday where i'm located and then you um soon i'll actually be shipping across the country because i've been getting so many requests of people wanting to try you know caribbean vegan food and not being able to figure it out so i'm going to start shipping soon so people will get a chance to try it as well oh that's exciting so for that people can go to your website the caribevegan.com that's c-a-r-i-b-e uh, and then also instagram is at the caribevegan 
Um, so if you're in South Florida, check out that Instagram on Mondays and go get yourself some fabulous food <laughs> and uh, uh, go to the website or the um, Facebook page, The Caribe Vegan, to find out about shipping when that happens. So for someone who has gone through a really difficult illness, and my goodness, you've done that at, at such a young age, what do you do kind of mentally, emotionally, spiritually, to just keep yourself from being afraid? So I guess for me, like, I, at this point, my personal tagline is, I made it out of a wheelchair. So anytime, like, I'm super frustrated, or I'm in my darkest hour, like, you know, with the food truck, or, you know, things are not going well, or when the pandemic hit, um, I just kept telling myself, like I made it out of a wheelchair. Like I can walk again. I did something that my doctors told me that just was genuinely not going to be possible for me. So if I can do that, I can genuinely do anything. Um, and honestly, anyone can do anything. It's really just in how you you take care of your mental health. So for me, I try. I, I I'm very sacred about my mornings and my, my and how I end my day. So I start my day with you know a list of things that I need to do, with stretching, with gratitude, and then I end my day with absolute gratitude. Because if I don't appreciate the things that I have, then I'll just live in a state of misery, always yearning for the things that I don't. That is really beautiful. Yeah, you could almost define a day as stretching from gratitude to gratitude. Mm -hmm. if, if your days are really going to work. Oh, that's, that's uh, pretty beautiful. So when people come to the truck, do they know about your story? And if they do, do they ask your advice? Oh, all the time. Um, my story, you know, it's so funny because I used to have so much shame in sharing my story. Now I can yell it from the mountaintops. But I think it's because I changed how I saw my story. So before I used to have this shame because I didn't want people to have pity on me. I didn't want like when people when I told when I would go to the doctor or like talk to nurses and, the, and they'll say, oh, what's your illness? And I'd say MS. I'm like, oh, you poor thing. Oh, oh, like just all this grunting and like sad noises. And then it made me feel like so less than. And then, um, but then once I changed my attitude and how I look at my illness, then now I'm more than happy to tell everybody, you know, like, yeah, I'm pretty sick, you know, like, or sometimes there's times where I just had to be honest with my community because there's times that I just, I can't work, you know, I can't tell my body to do things that it's just simply not capable of doing. So like, um, there's been times where I've just had to shut the, the food truck down. Like, Hey, I have to listen to my body. Like it's either, it's either I shut down today or I'm shut down for a month because I have have to go to the hospital. And because of that, I think it's just one, it connects me to the people that come. They always ask me questions. It makes me feel like, I don't know, I feel like all my customers are friends at this point, because it makes me feel so good to know that people come and they actually ask me, hey, how's your health? Like, hey, we, we saw that post you made the other day. Like, you're not you're not feeling so good. How are you today? Is there anything we can do? Or like, when I was feeling not so great, because I had a lapse in medicine um, with an issue with my insurance. Um, I've had, I had people, you know, come reach out to me to volunteer, to work at the, the truck just to help me keep going. And that just, 
that just puts me in awe all, all the time. So now I'm just way more open about it. And I, and I, anyone who messages me, I'm more than happy to, to help them along the journey because I remember when I didn't know what I was doing, I wish somebody would have explained it to me. And you've brought up a really important topic, that, that whole sense of health shame. And I think this happens so much for people who are vegan and then get sick because this is earth and it's polluted and we've got our inheritance. And, I, you know, it, it's just this, this isn't heaven. People get sick. And it's just so important to not let that interfere with how we feel about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very true. Because I, I had, I started to feel better once my mind started to feel better and I had to get rid of that shame in order to do that. Because if not, then I'll just live in a sense of in this bubble of shame. And that just starts to almost like tear yourself down. It might not be a big change or a big sense of like, um, of, of shame, but it's those little nuances that affect you and they grow eventually into something really ugly. And that's just something that I just, don't want to experience for myself. And I feel like people should, you know, take those things into consideration, almost like, you know, like those self pep talks, you know, you have to be careful on how you speak to yourself. Oh, absolutely. And we say things to ourselves, we would never say to another person, mm -hmm. even mm -hmm. online. <laughs> I know. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> So just in our last minute, um, Melissa, if you have one message to the listeners who are mostly vegan and are probably just admiring the heck out of you right now, what would you <laughs> say to them? Uh, thank you. Uh, I hope that my story inspires you to some, you know, some way to share it with someone who maybe was thinking about being vegan or trying a vegan meal, or maybe somebody that's just suffering in silence. Maybe hopefully my story can help them, you know, feel a little bit better or have someone like, Oh, maybe she seems approachable. Let me message her on Instagram. You know, I am that approachable. So you can always reach out to me. Um, if you do need help or if you're suffering in silence, like I'm one of those people that's like, I, I just rather, Either, I'd rather listen to a stranger than have that stranger suffer because I remember I was that that stranger, um, you know, that was suffering. So, you know, if, if, if this helps anyone, you know, my job is done. Well, you are absolutely inspirational. If you get tired of running a food truck, I think you could be a motivational speaker. Uh, <laughs> Melissa Guzman, the Caribbean Vegan, the CaribbeanVegan.com, the Caribbean Vegan with the the. You got to put the the in there on Instagram. And of course, we will put all of those on the show notes at MainStreetVegan.net. Thank you so much, Melissa. And one of these days, I want to get down there and have some mashed plantains. Oh, yes. I cannot wait. It will be so nice. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much. And everybody else, just stay with us, because when we come back, we are going to meet a young man, very young man, a vegan <laughs> yoga teacher, and another inspirer. Stay with us. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, 
a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield, May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Main Street Vegan with your host, Victoria Moran. Hey, everybody. Something exciting is coming up next month. It's going to be March the 20th, which is the first day of spring. And you also know that as Meat Out Day. It started as the Great American Meat Out, and it's been Meat Out for a really long time. And something that is going to happen to celebrate that day is a wonderful gathering and retreat via Zoom called Yoga Goes Vegan. So if you are someone who has an interest in yoga, someone who practices yoga and you're vegan or you have an interest in that, by all means, join us. This is going to be such a delicious, lovely retreat. So if you want more information, how to register and all that, you can go to tinyurl.com slash yoga goes vegan. The event is triple sponsored by the Integral Yoga Institute of New York by Yoga is Vegan with Holly Scotus and uh, she and one of the Integral Yoga uh, New York representatives, Chandra Scamoto, will be my guest next week so you can hear more about this. But the day is going to be so rich. We'll have speakers, including uh, Sujatha Menon, who is a vegan Ayurvedic practitioner from the UK, Representative Jerry, Jeremy Gray, the vegan state representative in Alabama, who is working to overturn an archaic law that bans the teaching of yoga in the public schools in Alabama, and a wonderful panel of vegan yoga instructors. So if you have any interest in any yogic, vegan kinds of things, you just got to be there. I'm thinking this is going to be like Earth Day for Vegan Yoga, March 20th, 2021, the day that yoga goes vegan. And again, you can get to registration at www.tinyurl.com slash yoga goes vegan. And there will be more information at the show notes at MainStreetVegan.net. So I'm just looking to see if we have connected with our next guest. They here? How? Not yet. Okay. Then I am just going to chat a little bit. In fact, I'm going to introduce the guest that we are trying to track down. The joys of live radio. You know, it's a little bit odd when everybody's used to podcasts. 
that are so perfect and they're edited and they're scripted and they're wonderful. I love listening too. Um, this is the radio experience. And sometimes we kind of uh, go with the punches, go with what comes. So who we're going to be talking to very soon is an incredibly inspirational young man. His name is Tabe Atkins. He is the youngest certified yoga teacher in America, and he's also a vegan chef. For the past five years, he's donated his time and 100% of all the money that he has made from yoga classes, vegan cooking classes, to helping people with cancer. Because his mom, who will also be on the show uh, with him, her name is Sahel Anvarinajad, um, she was dealing with stage three non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, started practicing yoga as part of her recovery, and while still in active recovery, she became certified as a yoga teacher and opened Care for Yoga uh, Studio. Uh, just a year after becoming certified. So Care for Yoga is in San Clemente, California. Now, at that time, her son Tebe was just six years old, and she took him to some of her certification classes, including training to teach yoga to cancer patients, to kids with autism, and, and other children with special needs. And that was just the beginning of the story, because now Tabe is using his platform to share the benefits of yoga and veganism with as many people as he can. So let me just check in with my engineer. Do we have guests? Yes or no? Yep. Yay. Tabe? Hi. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm really good. I've just talked you up. Is your mom nearby too? Hi. Hello, Sahel. What a pleasure. It's it's just so great to have you both on. So let's just jump right into the inspiration here. I told a little bit of your story, but Tabe, would you like to tell it in your own words? I'd love to. So my name is Tabe Atkins. I'm the youngest certified yoga teacher in America and a vegan chef. And I, my journey with yoga started when I was six years old after watching how the benefits of yoga helped heal my mom from the effects of chemotherapy and cancer. I was almost seven at the time, and I was watching her. Since we've never done yoga before. Uh, when she was practicing yoga for the first time over a period of, two or three months, she was healing and recovering from the effects of chemotherapy and cancer. She couldn't walk on her own at one point uh, because of how broken down she was physically. And after those months of practicing yoga, she was completely recovered, completely healed, and back to her healthy, happy self. And I noticed this, and I told her that I wanted to help heal people the way yoga helped heal her. And she thought I was telling her what I wanted to do when I grew up. But I told her that that's what I want to do right now because there's so many people just like my mom who didn't know about the, who didn't know what yoga was, and I wanted to just share the benefits of yoga to as many people as I could. So I got uh, my yoga certificate, traveling the country with my mom, get, taking different trainings. I got my 200-hour vinyasa yoga certificate at age 10, and 
at age 14, I got my 300-hour vinyasa certificate, making me 500-hour vinyasa certified. I have almost 1,000 hours of training experience, and all the money that I've been making from all of my yoga classes, all of my vegan cooking classes, everything I've done, I've given 100% of it to helping people who have cancer. What a beautiful story. And we have a little something in common, Tabe. We're just kind of at other ends of the spectrum because I've been doing yoga for a long time since I was a teenager, but I finally got my 200-hour certification this summer at the age of 70. So <laughs> never too early, never too late. Exactly. So, Sahel, what's it like to look at this young man that you birthed and raised? I, I mean, it's I'm incredible. blown away, and I just met you guys. Oh, thank you. Yeah, uh, you know, I feel the same way about him every day, really. I know he's my son, but, you know, just the difference he's making in the world and, um, you know, with He's helping so many people, and he has inspired so many people. And, you know, it, it's not – obviously, it was a horrible thing to have gone through cancer and, you know, treatment. But, you know, today and I look at it and think, you know what? It was, uh, it was something that came into our lives, it was put into our lives, and thank goodness that I am – you know, I, I recovered. I'm cancer-free and, uh, and thriving, and we were able to use that experience – to help other people who were in the same situation as me and to be able to connect to so many people and share what I have had experience um, with people to help them uh, heal through their um, yoga, yoga uh, or their cancer experience and their treatment. I just feel like it's, it's really, really beautiful to have come out out of that and into something so beautiful and peaceful. And had I not gone into yoga, uh, had I not gone um, had cancer, I would not have probably found yoga or veganism. So, you know, everything happened for a reason, and I'm and we feel very blessed. Wow. So I wanted to ask, uh, Tebe, where did the vegan part come in? When uh, we've been vegan for almost four years now, and. Uh, we've been hearing about veganism. Uh, people were telling us, but we really had no knowledge of what it was. Uh, there was no reason to go vegan because these people were saying that we should go vegan, but there was no information that we heard of to back that up. So we eventually decided, okay, we think we should go vegan. It sounds like the right thing to do. We still didn't have any information about it. We didn't know why it was the right thing to do. Just We had a feeling that it made sense. And we decided we became vegan um, August 31st, 2017. That's our vegan birthday. Uh, that morning we watched the documentary, What the Hell, and that gave us all the information we needed to know about why we should go vegan, all of its benefits. So uh, that's when we first started to be vegan. And since then, we've kept on growing and evolving uh, through our vegan journey and uh, learning more and more every day. And uh, from the beginning, uh, we were eating healthier than we used to, but still not all the way healthy. We were having processed food, um, uh, lots of uh, oils and sugars. And now we've transitioned last year to uh, be, adopt a whole foods, 
plant-based diet, not having any any um, added oil or sugar, and um, just getting our oils from high-fat whole foods, getting our sugars from natural sweeteners like fruits and dates and things like that. And it's been uh, really good. We've been able to uh, eat healthier and still get all the flavors that we like. We're not sacrificing any flavors and uh, we're not sacrificing our health. Uh, we're not sacrificing the our flavors and we're not harming the animals or the planet. Well, that's so cool. So everybody always likes to hear about a day in the life. So, so tell what it's like. <clears throat> what do you do when you get up in the morning and how do you go through your day? Every morning, my mom and I start our day with a gratitude meditation. We, right when we open our eyes, the first thing we do is say all the things that we're grateful for, and that's how we start our day. And we do some yoga. We do. Um, we have our food. We do, depending on uh, the day, I have some yoga classes, some cooking classes that I'm teaching, uh, filming uh, videos for my uh, online video series, and uh, what else? Also, uh, doing my training right now. I'm in. I'm taking my 11th yoga teacher training. It's my level two, 95 hour kids yoga training. At, at um, nighttime, and every night we end our day by going through all the highlights of the day. So we start on a positive note. We end on a positive note. This is so cool. The guest that I had on just before you is a lovely young woman named Melissa Guzman in Florida. I'm sure your paths will cross one day. And uh, she is in the process of overcoming multiple sclerosis. She has a vegan food truck. And she also shared that she starts and begins, uh, starts and ends her day very much as you have said. So that's one of those things when you hear it from more than one place in in 20 minutes time, there's got to be something to it. So, Tabe, yeah. how old are you now? Right now, I'm 15 years old. And you're, you've graduated high school. You're, you're yes, out I in the world. I, yes, I graduated high school uh, last year at age 14 with a 4.0 GPA. And I wanted to graduate high school uh, as early as I could. That way I could have my... Uh, 100% of my focus on my yoga and cooking career. That's pretty amazing. So I, I have a practical question. If somebody my age came to your yoga class, I'm thinking, how could a 15-year-old young man possibly understand what it's like to live in the body of somebody so much older so do you just teach kids, or do you have a way of working with other people, too? Actually, I specialize in teaching adult vinyasa yoga, but I'm also certified in kids' yoga. I have 10 specialty yoga certificates. I teach vinyasa, restorative, um, uh, yoga for cancer patients and survivors, kids' yoga, yoga for kids on the autism spectrum, teen and tween. So I'm certified in... Um, uh, a wide range of yoga styles. That way I'm able to best benefit my students uh, with whatever their needs are, whether they're a kid, an adult. Uh, I know 
what style of yoga, what to modify in order to best suit them. I have almost a thousand hours of teacher training experience. So um, whatever my student needs, uh, whatever how whatever their ages, whatever their needs are, I'll be able to best uh, benefit them. How wonderful! So Sahel, what do you, what do you think about this young man? <laughs> I, I mean, do you believe that he was a yogi in a past life or um, this is, you know, he's remarkable. Thank you. Yeah, I do. You know, everyone that meets him or actually that doesn't just hears about him. They say, you know, he's such an old soul. He, uh, he, he people at the beginning, some people are very surprised and, you know, some people have wanted to just take his classes to experience, uh, you know, a class with a, uh, a child and they they go in, you know, expecting, I don't know what they're expecting, probably not much. And then they leave in tears and overwhelmed with, you know, the, um, the feeling and the, the class that he has, that he, that he taught, you know, he, like he said, he's very experienced. He's, he's dedicated his life to, you know, his, his young life right now to taking all these special uh, training so that he can be the best teacher he can be for every range of, you know, every age, every um, uh, physical, um, uh, wherever they are physically in that, that time of their life. Or, and he, you know, he, he brings warmth and love and, you know, no judgment to the class and, lots of good energy and yeah i'm very proud of him and everyone that comes into his class they just want more and more and more and you know sometimes they come in thinking i'm going to be leading the class and he's actually more experienced i've got a lot of certificates i've got 18 specialty certificates but he is very much um i feel like my specialty is more kids uh even though I have all the same certificates as him, but he has had a lot more experience and trained with really brilliant, one of, you know, some of the best yoga teachers ever. And, and you see that in his class. He brings more than just poses. He brings, um, you know, what love is, community, um, you know, unity. And, and I'm, I'm very, very proud. I can go on and on and on and on. That would be a few <laughs> show probably. I, I... <laughs> I'm just interested, before your cancer experience, before the two of you started on this path of yoga and eventually veganism, were you just typical American mother and son? Or, I mean, did this completely change the way you saw the world or was it just a little bit of a shift? Well, you know, you know, we've always been very close. Uh, and we, you know, we've traveled a lot together with my family, but, it, you know, we're always close because it's just the two of us. And he, you know, before I, I had cancer, you know, we went to the park and just did things that you do. I would say, uh, you know, a normal family would do, but I had never done yoga in my life. I, you know, I went to the gym all the time. I, I did Pilates, but when I would hear the word yoga from friends, I used to like laugh and make this, I have this misconception of what it was. I thought you sit in a room with your eyes closed. That's what I thought yoga was. And so I used to be like, Oh no, I'm a Pilates girl or, you know, I want a good workout. That's not for me. And I got into that by accident, but of course, you know, there are no accidents. So that's, a, that's another story of how that happened. But I wasn't 
thinking after cancer, oh, I'm going to go into yoga because it's going to help me. I, I literally walked into a room to, thinking I was meeting someone to go have uh, tea or juice, and she happened to be t- starting a 200-hour teacher training. So I'm two weeks fresh from chemo, um, never have taken a yoga class in my life, you know, no eyelashes, no eyebrows, so bald from and fresh from chemo, can't bend my knees, need help walking, and I just jumped right into this teacher training, and and Tibet was by my side the whole time during these two and a half months watching me, and, and, and he saw firsthand of what, how it transformed me, and um, so I feel like that really just changed so many things for us, and, uh, and opened up our our minds and our heart to so to so much and and that's why we're here now wow so tabe tell me your worldview how do you see life what what uh, what do you think it's all about from a yogic or a spiritual perspective i think what life is about and should be more about is uh cooperation rather than competition so no judgment, uh, peace, love, and uh, working together. Because right now it's a lot based on um, competition um, in the world, but it's more. It should be more about uh, cooperation. Everyone working together, helping each other, and we all of us lifting each other higher. Well, amen to that. And what about the yoga world? You know, I, I've been around yoga a long time. And what's happening now, it's a little different from when I started. It was kind of a small movement and there weren't a lot of people doing it. And there weren't, you know, big industries making clothing and <laughs> equipment and all that. Yeah. And so now it, it's big, which is wonderful, but it's also maybe a little bit slick. So how do you fit into that yoga world? Well, I think... Yoga has evolved over uh, the the past few hundred years, really. Uh, it's evolved to fit uh, modern life and uh, modern needs. So I think that um, it's great because it's able to reach more people. It's able to um, to help people with their needs of today. And I think that uh, one of the, the main uh, things, that, the main realizations that I've gotten from yoga is uh, ahimsa, which is nonviolence, and that's also one of the reasons I became vegan, because ahimsa isn't just nonviolence to, your, to other people, and then the furthest it goes is nonviolence to yourself. It goes even further than that to nonviolence to all living beings. So not uh, not just being nice to uh, your neighbor, but also not harming the animals, not harming the planet. And I think being vegan, it goes hand in hand with yoga because yoga and veganism, it's all the same idea of peace, of uh, ahimsa, not harming uh, beings. And by being vegan, you're not harming the animals, you're not harming the planet, and you're not harming yourself by eating uh, unhealthy foods. It's pretty perfect. So, Tabe, yeah. what is your go-to mantra? 
my go-to mantra that I end all of my classes with, all of my interviews with, is think good thoughts, speak kind words, feel love, be love, and give love. That is absolutely beautiful. I love it. I, and I can hardly wait to take one of your classes one day. I'm making all these lists about everything I want to do when the pandemic is over and everything yeah. is possible. So uh, what are you guys working on right at the moment? So uh, I'm working on, uh, with my mom, writing a book of our journey, writing a cookbook, showing people how easy it is to, make, to be vegan because it's very important for people to know that it's convenient. Um, you're not sacrificing your health or the flavors, and you still get to make the delicious food that you love and not have to – it's not rocket science. It's very simple. I'm working on adding more videos to my website, which is tobayatkins.com. I have an online video series there with over 130 yoga and vegan cooking videos. I'm also working on – uh, I want to start a kids mentorship program so that I can uh, inspire uh, the younger generation to to be good and do good and to uh, live their dharma and how to go about doing that. I've just started to also, uh, I have some new merchandise on my website. I have yoga mats that have my mantra on it, the Sinkata. And uh, there's some new ones coming, too. Uh, I, on my website, um, people can uh, get all the information they want. You can book me for a private or group yoga or cooking class. You can uh, find out all the charities and organizations that I support. You can uh, watch the videos in the uh, video series and everything else. Oh, well, I, I just wish you were a little bit busier. That's wonderful. I just, you know, both of you absolutely inspire me. So in our last minute, uh, Sahel, give us your blessing. Well, thank you. I just feel like, you know, I go by what Tabay says all the time. And, you know, to really think about those words, about thinking good thoughts and 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 uh, speaking kind words, not only out, but to yourself, because our body, you know, listens to our mind and what our thoughts are. So I feel like that's really important to stay healthy, both physically and mentally. So I just hope that we can are able to continue to inspire people to love more and to have more peace and be and live a healthy lifestyle. Bless you. Bless you both. We've come to the end of our time together. I'm so, so happy to know you and thrilled for what you're doing in the world. Thanks to all three of our guests today and to Unity Online Radio and to you. God bless. Eat your veggies. Thank you. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation 
and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.